Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dassault Systems Podcast 3D Design and Engineering. Driverless connected cars are ushering in a new era of travel that is efficient, affordable, clean, and green. Experts predict these systems will transform travel in the years to come and shape the future of mobility, smart cities, and interactive communities. Bringing this new generation of cars onto the road requires new vehicle innovators and OEM leaders alike to rethink the way we experience their products and the way they engineer them. In this series here on our podcast, we'll be focusing on the latest trends, challenges, and solutions that are going on right now in the transportation and mobility industry impacting the development of electric, connected, and autonomous vehicles. I'm your host, Matthew Hall, and joining us today, I have with me my colleague, Fabian Letelier. He's the Director of Transportation and Mobility Strategic Initiatives in the Simulia brand at Dassault Systems. Fabian is based in Rhode Island in the United States and has been working on transportation and mobility topics for over a decade. Thank you for taking time out of your hectic schedule to join me on this podcast today, Fabian. Yeah, pleasure to be with you, Matt. All right, let's dive right in and get started. So the first question I have for you, Fabian, is what are some of the latest trends that are happening in the industry as it relates to the current development thoughts and process around electric vehicles or or otherwise known as EVs? Sure. So I think the key word here in terms of when we talk about trends is really uh, sustainability. Um, and that's, we mostly know that word when it comes to environment, right? So how do we make our environment more sustainable? And we know that moving from gasoline cars to electric vehicles is is one of the solution that's been, um, that's been evaluated mm-hmm. and that's being implemented. And this is really being driven by um, I would say two main drivers. The one is regulations, of course. So there are more and more regulations put in place by governments, cities, um, to restrict the usage of gasoline engines. And that's been kind of accelerated more recently with the whole diesel gate uh, problem that we've had. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the public opinion, too. More and more people think we should do more for the environment and, and see as well the, um, the electric vehicles as a way to do that. And, of course, when consumers are wanting something more and more, then businesses respond to address that. And that brings me to the second type of sustainability that we see, the, the need for companies to have sustainability in their business. So if, if company want to wants to want to survive and and still grow they kind of need to address that shift and that's why uh, not only we see established oems addressing that trend of electric vehicles you have more and more new electric cars within the very well-known brands but we also see a lot of new startups uh, appearing on the market with only electric vehicles to to offer specifically and we also see so that drives me a, a, a an investment in R&D to shift from internal combustion engine to electric powertrain. And and that is done uh, mainly to figure out how to increase the range of those cars and the charging to decrease the charging time. Those are really the two hurdles right now when it comes to uh, uh, public adoption. And and the, the last point I'll, I'll make is in terms of new trends is how China is, is really a new um, epicenter of electric cars. Uh, and according, so if you look at the, uh, the International Ener- Energy Agency, for example, they, in 2017, they were evaluating 40% of all of the electric vehicles in the world to be um, to be sold in China. So wow, 
so across all those industry regulations, the international market and everything, how does the industry need to rethink their overall design experience for this for the, the EVs? When we think about design experience, we're looking at how those companies design their car. What, what do they need to do to design their cars? And um, the engineering maturity that was reached by internal combustion engine cars needs now to be reached by these new type of architectures like electric vehicles or autonomous vehicles, but in a much shorter time uh you know it took about 100 years to have the cars we have on the road now mm. now you take a new architecture you need to reach that same maturity in the next you know five ten years depending on your ambition a lot um, fast a lot faster than 100 years a lot faster than 100 <laughs> years yeah if you want to achieve that sustainability right mm -hmm. so so indeed that drives all those companies to kind of rethink the the way they need to design their cars and these cars are more complex you have a lot of uh, electronics a lot of software in there and all those subsystems uh, making a car are increasingly increasingly more in interconnected and so to account for that for those two characteristics of those new architectures you basically need to have design tools that that can take that into account mm -hmm. um, that complexity and that um, interconnection of the subsystem so for example uh, multi uh, model based systems engineering tools but also the ability to account for all the different physics that are happening and all the different things that are happening within the car so you need those tools to be also um, able to handle multi-physics problems wow. And 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 the last piece is that when you design those cars, you need tools that can account for how much more connected and social the world we live in is uh, compared to what it was maybe even 10 or 20 years ago. Uh, with, you know, we all know that we have uh, teams distributed worldwide, IT resources distributed worldwide. And this is where something like cloud, for example, is emerging very strongly in the way those companies uh, design their cars. I've also heard this expression, mobility as a service. So I perceive a current trend as car buying culture shifting from individually owned vehicles to fleet vehicles. And I'm wondering, how will this change the overall industry solution development and, and the strategy methodology? Right, exactly. So so you're right. We, we see a shift from owning a car to really just wanting a service to go from A to B. Um, and especially with the new generations, you can see that with uh, ride-sharing services like Lyft and Uber. You can see that as well with all the bikes, uh, the, the bike share programs that uh, cities put in place, uh, e-scooter, electric scooters, more and more, uh, for better or worse. Um, here in Providence, we Rhode Island, we have both now. We have all those red electric bikes everywhere. So, mm -hmm. um, of course, traditional OEMs, um, car companies have picked up on that trend, right? And so this is where you see investments being made in that space. Um, I have a few examples in mind. Um, you know, in 2017, Ford and Lyft signed a partnership. Um, and then more recently this year, there's two things that have happened. Um, one pretty significant, Daimler and BMW have, have created a 1.1 billion partnership for that space of mobility, uh, which is not insignificant for Daimler and BMW to create that kind of partnership, right? No, yeah. Usually they're pretty competitive. Um, and maybe more anecdotal, but still kind of fun, is um, uh, BMW has put out an electric scooter themselves. like the little, Really? Yeah, uh, with a partnership with a company called Micro. And so, of course, when we look at autonomous mobility, uh, autonomous cars is something that's really going to accelerate that trend. Mm -hmm. And it's not 
anymore a matter of if autonomous cars are going to happen, but more like when. And I, I know that sounds uh, like something everybody says, but it's really true. Mm-hmm. So some say it will be in five years, some say in 50. But the, the fact of the matter is another reason for traditional OEMs to invest in uh, mobility as a service, because what, what autonomous mobility is going to do is to kind of commoditize cars. Um, if you think about where the value will come from, it's not going to come from the from selling cars. It's going to come from selling a service that is mobility. That's another reason for all those traditional OEMs to um, to invest in that layer of mobility versus um, versus cars. And and the impact that has also is there's a shift in what consumers are going to value in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So you know what a good vehicle will be is not necessarily something that will be durable because you don't own it anymore, but maybe more something like uh, with a with a nice interior design. Uh, it's yeah. not going to be something that's safe anymore because the promise of autonomous mobility is, is to remove crashes altogether. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, it's more about the experience you'll have as a passenger. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, I'll shift gears a little bit here, to pun a phrase. So what unique simulation challenges and solutions do we have for the developmental future of EVs beyond crash testing and simulations? Great question. So this is actually the focus of of what my team has been doing for the past, uh, I would say, two years. We're looking at those new markets like electric vehicles, like autonomous vehicles, and try to figure out what are the simulation methods we can offer to those markets. And when it comes to electric vehicles, I would put them in two buckets. Um, You have traditional methods that are applied to electric vehicles. So I'll give you an example. If we look at vehicle dynamics, this is a field that's been established for a while now in the in the in the field of simulation. And it's really looking at how the vehicle behaves on the road and the curves and so on. Now you switch from a vehicle with a heavy mass at the front with the engine to something that has a battery pack that's that has a um, a much lower center of gravity. The dynamics of the vehicle is going to change, um, and and so the methods themselves are not necessarily very different, but people need to, to look at things differently a little bit because of the impact of the new architectures on the design of, this, of these cars and therefore on their performance, like in the case of vehicle dynamics. It's the same for crash, for example. So um, I'll talk beyond crash in a second, but even when you, you look at crash, when you don't have an engine in the front, it's that much more space to absorb an impact when you crash against a wall or a car. Um, but you also need to look at protecting the battery pack when you crash. Uh, okay. And so those are new applications of traditional methods. Okay. The, the second bucket is more about understanding those new subsystems. If in an electric car, you have things that you didn't have in a traditional car, like the battery pack, like uh, electric drives, and like power electronics. So if I, if I think about battery, for example, what... Um, we've been helping our customers with is understanding the the behavior of that battery, and it's it's fascinating how complex a battery mm-hmm. cell is. In fact, you know you have electrochemistry going on. You have you want to make sure that it ages properly. That's within the cell, and then you need to understand those, at the cell level um, how to protect the battery, how it deforms, um, a slight variation in the shape of the. Um, of the cell can affect the performance increasingly. Um, And then you put those cells together in a module. You still need to understand how to cool the module, how it will perform as a whole. Uh, Those are very detailed models when you think about the cell model. So adding hundreds of cells together 
makes for very big models. Mm -hmm. So we are looking at methods to simplify those models while retaining the critical information. And then at the pack level, you have a series of modules and same thing, you need a, um, a thermal management strategy. Uh, you need to understand um, the vibration and how it could affect the performance of the battery pack. So all of those are uh, maybe using traditional techniques in simulation, but they're really new subsystems that have a lot to be understood about. There's a lot of research going on in the battery field. The other field, which is very interesting to me, is um, electric drives. When I think about electric drive, I'm talking about the electric motor and a gearbox. That's really what replaces the traditional engine. So those are very compact. They need to be very compact, but they need to, to deliver torque in order to move the, um, the car. Optimizing that performance is tricky and it's, it's pretty complex. Uh, those are very multidisciplinary systems. So if I look at the motor itself, it has electromagnetic forces uh, that need to be understood. Those electromagnetic forces have an impact on how the different um, parts of the gearbox, for example, are behaving. Mm -hmm. um, that gearbox needs to be lubricated. So that's a very complex field to understand. Um, you know, the CFD aspect, uh, computational fluid dynamics aspect of that gearbox. And, and finally, even the acoustics. The example I like is in those uh, electric cars, since you don't have an engine anymore, at low speed, you will hear a lot more because it, it, it's not covered by the sound of the engine anymore. So even though at medium and high speed, you'll still hear the tire and you'll still hear the wind noise. At low speed, usually it was covered by the engine. So now you have yeah. a whole bunch of new sounds that may appear that may appear that you weren't used to. And, and understanding the acoustics of the electric drive uh, is something we see being pretty important for our customers. Yeah. The things you'd never thought about in the traditional cars that we have now. Interesting. Yeah. Given all that we've talked about in the current trends, and, I, and you mentioned earlier the cloud that got me thinking here, what do you see as the role, the main role of cloud in, the, in that context in particular for simulation users? Right. So that's, that's a great question. Cloud um, is definitely something we see having an increasing presence, and we get an increasing requests about how we can help our customers with cloud. So there's uh, two ways to answer that question. Right? The more general level, because you know all those new startups that are that are getting up and running, they want to get up and running fast. They can't count on a, I'd say, legacy infrastructure that more traditional companies have uh, built and they have, that they have built over time, right? Uh, and so they see cloud as a way to get up and running fast without having to deal with implementing a full infrastructure on, on, on premises that makes them able to deploy full engineering solutions. Okay. And then you were mentioning simulation users. It's true that it's, it's, they're a bit special, especially to us uh, in Simulia. So, uh, you know, simulation is, is, is an exercise that's computationally uh, expensive. Running simulation needs a lot of computing power. Especially when you look, and if I want to take an example, when you look at aerodynamics, so understanding the flow of air around the car uh, in order to optimize the, the, the coefficient of drag. Uh, optimizing the coefficient of drag means the car needs less energy to go through the air and therefore can go longer. So effectively, uh, you're looking at aerodynamics to increase the range of a car, which is 
particularly important in the in the field of EVs. Mm -hmm. sure. So those 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 simulations are pretty expensive computationally and. Again, when you're um, um, a young company, but even if you're a bigger company, having a flexible, a flexible way to use a lot of computational resources is critical to have a competitive edge. And this is where we see cloud helping a lot as well, uh, our customers, for a while now, more and more um, as we move forward. Well, Fabian, this has been a great conversation. I'm looking forward to the future of EVs as well as driverless cars. I can't wait to have one myself. And thank you very much for your time and sharing your thoughts and insights. It was my, my pleasure, Matthew. Thanks for having me. Thanks. And thanks to everyone listening today. To find out more how Dassault Systems is helping advance the design process for electric, connected, and autonomous vehicles in these disruptive times in the transportation and mobility industry, go to ifwe.3ds.com forward slash transportation dash mobility. Please enjoy listening to the other podcasts in our series. And don't forget to subscribe as well. Be sure to listen to all the other fascinating entries available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast channels. I'm Matthew Hall. Make it a great day.